Hey, AfterBuzzers, if you're listening to this, you obviously already like podcasts, and I'm going to go ahead and assume that you like music, too. On Spotify, you can listen to all of that in one place for free. Spotify has a huge catalog of podcasts now on every topic, including the one you're listening to right now, as well as other shows that AfterBuzz TV does on all your favorite TV shows. On Spotify, you can follow your favorite podcasts so you don't miss an episode, you can download them when you have the internet to listen to them when you don't, and you can share what you're listening to with all your friends. All you got to do is go to the Spotify app and search AfterBuzz TV, followed by whatever TV show you love, because we cover over 150 different series a week here. You can even browse podcasts in the Your Library tab. Make sure you follow this show, because you never want to miss another episode of AfterBuzz TV. Tons to talk about. Money in the Bank 2019. We're here at AfterBuzz TV. Talk all about it. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz what a show tonight, Money in the Bank 2019 from Hartford, Connecticut. Thank you, everybody, for joining us here on YouTube, on iTunes, on SoundCloud, all the above. If you're watching us on YouTube, hit that subscribe button on AfterBuzz TV Wrestling and Sports. Give us a like, comment down below, iTunes, five stars, all the above. You guys know the routine. We appreciate every single piece of feedback and every single po- every single piece of anything that you guys give us. Uh, if you uh, know me, you know I'm George Hermosa, usually on that pay-per-view after show. Uh, I got some new faces in the house. Yes. We got Leslie, we got Flobo, no hey. strangers. You might see them on other AfterBuzz shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, brief introduction, Leslie. Hello, everyone. My name is Leslie, and I am on the Miz and Mrs. After Show. Yeah, and every Monday night, Monday Night Raw After Show, this guy, his face is all over that one. So, no, no stranger to wrestling. You know, yeah. obviously, both. We're all huge WWE fans, mm-hmm. wrestling fans, just all, all over. We all got the network. We were all watching. Uh, what was your overall uh, thoughts? Uh, first, Leslie, just maybe the build to the Money in the Bank. It's been, feel like, an eternity since WrestleMania 35. So, that's a long time to build for a pay-per-view. Yeah, for sure. What was your overall thoughts? Like, were you pumped for the show? Was it like, oh, it's it's today? I forgot it's today. Like, just overall. Yeah. Well, Money in the Bank is definitely one of the biggest pay-per-views. I'm always excited to see Money in the Bank because you never know whether they're going to cash in or not. Mm-hmm. And today was definitely one of the like biggest pay-per-views, I guess you can mm-hmm. say. Um, I was surprised in certain moments, but in other moments I was just like, okay, this is kind of the repetitive thing where surprises, Brock Lesnar, we'll get Because we that. usually see these shows like July, June. Yeah. Like, it's never really been the first pay-per-view right. after WrestleMania. Sure. Uh, just Usually it's like a backlash. Usually it's like an Extreme Rules. A lot of fallout from the Mania matches. Were you a little disappointed, Flobo, about maybe not seeing some of these WrestleMania rematches on the next pay-per-view? Oh, yeah, absolutely. People always say the pay-per-view after WrestleMania is like the season premiere. And so Backlash, historically, has always been that slot. And it's kind of a cool-down pay-per-view. Moving Money Bang up front was like, okay, wow, they may be running kind of hot. This mm-hmm. might be great. But then to your point, uh, the build-up was kind of kind of quick. It went from 0 to 100 real quick, and we had to you know, deal with that. So. Do you guys think that maybe the wild card rule that's been kind of universally panned by a lot of the audience like do you think that has a lot to do with just kind of maybe rushing things or maybe just kind of feels like there are like in fast forward a little bit the thing about the wild card rule is it could have made sense. Uh, the only problem with that is it. But it, it doesn't. It doesn't yeah. because it came right after the shakeup. <laughs> so when you have these guys going left or, or or ladies going from brand to brand, you don't really know where they're landing. And then now you have this wild card rule that was literally set in ring. I'm just made it up. Huh. Tells yeah. you there's no confidence in that rule to begin with. So yeah, it's kind of a schmaz. But do, do you see a lot of the flaws, or are you a big well, fan of the wild card rule? I feel like it adds a lot more confusion. Mm-hmm. You don't know. Okay, why are they here? What are they kind of doing? Like with the whole 
pre-match with Daniel Bryan, and then it's like, okay, you know, they're not on SmackDown anymore, so it kind of leaves you like, why are they doing this? So I feel like a lot of these matches are just fill-ins to waste time, in a way. So it, mm-hmm. it definitely makes, I feel like, the audience confused. Coming into the, because I feel like maybe a lot of the build-up, they weren't really building anyone specific that to yeah. show that they were a favorite. So maybe who was somebody that you thought was, like, maybe a favorite to win the Money in the Bank matches? Both men and women. Well, I have my sentimental favorites. Going in on my prediction show, I was like... Oh, wait, oh. We were all wrong about who won the men's. Like, oh, let's be real. Like, oh, nobody yeah, for that. sure. Yeah. I, I had uh, my, my Andrade shirts in the closet weeping. Because that was my pick to win it all. <laughs> and I uh, definitely was a swerve there. Uh, the thing about winning the bank, too, because the match was so cool, the, the ladder match and the actual contract, I think, and sometimes the WWE gets in trouble for this, they just advertise the pay-per-view itself. It's like, oh, it's mm-hmm. winning the bank. You, you got to win it. It's great. Mm-hmm. Right. And a lot of times the matches don't really add up to that, so... Agree. And then for me, for in regards to the women's, I definitely did believe that Bailey was a favorite. Really? Because, yeah, wow. I did. Because, well, she has a big name. No, I mean, I honestly, like, my, my personal pick, I would have picked Mandy Rose. Like, really? and just because it's, it, it, especially now that we're seeing these Money in the Bank winners, where just because you win the match doesn't mean you're going to become champion. True. Like, look at the last two for men's, Braun Strowman and Baron, Baron Corbin. Corbin. Yeah. Like, none of them won the championship. Yeah. Correct. Uh, so I figure, like, maybe Mandy Rose, maybe enter Sonya Deville, maybe she would cost so- uh, Mandy the belt somehow, somewhere, you know, whatever, whatever. But speaking of the men's, I mean, personally, I want to hear your guys' thoughts. Shocking ending. Nobody would have thought Brock Lesnar. Here I am picking Sami Zayn or even Andrade to to win the match, but lo and behold, like, it was none of them. Like, not only is Sami taken out of the match, uh, we were all wondering who did whatever he did to to Sami. Was it Brock? Can we have to say it was Brock Lesnar? I... I believe it was. And what did you think of the of the of the outcome of the match? See, for me, this is these are one of the things where I personally get frustrated with WWE because we see a lot of these things. I thought for the women's it was going to go the same way, mm-hmm. where there was someone else was going to come in and help them, like we saw last year as well. So I definitely was disappointed. I wanted to see something different. Like Andrade was definitely a good pick, and I'm definitely wanting to see more of these young guys and mm-hmm. new faces win because it would definitely switch things up. So for to just bring in Brock Lesnar and kind of keep that repetitive of like him just showing up and winning everything is kind of disappointing. Yeah, if you're going to reintroduce Brock Lesnar, I guess this is a cool way of doing it. But you did an expensive Sami Zayn who just came back from injury. So you have him tied up. It's definitely out of character for anyone on the current roster. So during the show, I'm thinking, is this Bray? Is this going to be Bray Wyatt's like debut mm-hmm. at the Bray Rumble? And then you have someone doing like Brock. Like, it just seems out of, out of character. I feel like Brock would have mm-hmm. like beat him up first, mm-hmm. then like yeah. tie him up. Um, but yeah, if you have this, this asset in the roster who's not going back to the UFC, you have right. to put in the mix somehow. The rosters are thin as it is. It's okay. It's just... I don't think why it would have been tonight. So, so with that said, you don't like the big surprises, or you don't like like maybe him taking a spot from somebody else because we saw something very similar, coincidentally, when Braun Strowman cashed in the Money in the Bank last year at Hell in a Cell, mm-hmm. where we all thought because Brock lost to Roman, he's going to go back to UFC. Yeah. Lo and behold, makes a surprise appearance. But that was that wasn't him winning the match. That was just him interfering in the match. Not a big fan of maybe coming in and su- the surprise, or not a big fan of him, him mm-hmm. winning. I would say I just want to see something different. Uh-huh. I feel like with the surprises, we kind of expect it. So mm-hmm. once you see Brock Lesnar, you're like, all right, we know where this is going. Yeah. So kind of to see those guys from NXT who are coming up and like actually main eventing in these pay-per-views, mm-hmm. it'd be nice to see them win. So to kind of see that little change where it's like it's not just the same people winning over and over again. You're actually giving these young guys an opportunity, which they're very talented, but obviously you're kind of sticking with the same thing. Like, oh, we're just going to bring in who I guess we feel confidence with and just let them 
win. Yeah, way. if you're going to have Brock Lesnar in that match and win, I would much rather have that segment of him being announced, right? So you're mm-hmm. basically telling me that if a match is missing a person, anyone can run down and get their briefcase? Mm-hmm. And that, to me, was like, okay, then, then what are the rules now mm-hmm. for, for yeah. Money in the Bank? Interesting. Mm-hmm. What did you guys actually think of the actual match? I thought the match was great. Oh, yeah. poor Finn Balor, Poor man. Finn Balor. I know. <laughs> he was the ringer, huh? Yeah. Jeez, I Do mean... You, in slow motion, it looked absolutely gruesome. And, and, and the thing is about Finn Balor, your workhorses, and you put him and Ricochet together, and those guys took a lot of damage, mm-hmm. and it was a very, very exciting match, especially with the crowd reaction, finally get into it. Some of the matches they were not feeling at all. They were totally mm-hmm. into this one. And it's a good way to end yeah. the show. Mm-hmm. It just that last moment of uh, Brock showing up was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I mean. Like, these matches are so big, and you get so into them because the wrestlers are doing what they're supposed to do, and they're so, like, painful and they're very entertaining, but then to end it like that, it's mm-hmm. like you leave disappointed. That's why fans are leaving disappointed because they don't like it. Do you think there was a specific standout? Maybe who was a standout superstar that maybe was in the match? We had Ali, Randy Orton, uh, Corbin, McIntyre. Like I definitely believe stand? Ali because they, if he wasn't a standout, they wouldn't have put him where he was for Brock Lesnar to come in and just take it. That's true. I mean, the, the, the kind of teases just maybe they have a lot of confidence in Ali yeah. you know, being inches away from capturing that briefcase yeah. and I was surprised the crowd was behind Randy Orton as, as yeah. tenured as he was you know being like that Orton chance or I don't know Orton chance Drew McIntyre was definitely like very brutal in this match but yeah, I, I don't want to discuss too much into it because we're a WWE show but did you see that Chris Jericho tweet I did not. The no. Chris Jericho tweeted. He was like sarcastically. He was like, "Wow, good job, WWE. Like, you know, uh, Brock, like a great guy to put over future of the business. You know, whatever, whatever." <laughs> yeah. That's so weird. honestly, it's funny, but like, yo, it's like, true. aren't you main eventing like <laughs> like next week with like the, some of the youngest roster on you? Like, like, and you're older than Brock Lesnar, right? right. <laughs> I just thought that was ironic. <laughs> yeah. But good but point. <laughs> speaking of Money in the Bank, uh, the women's Money in the Bank. I know we briefly yeah. touched on it. Personally, I would have never thought Bailey would have won. Really? I don't. I don't know. I, I just thought not, not. Nothing to do with the Sasha situation. I just thought that maybe Mandy, maybe Natty. I feel like she would have had a lot to do with the briefcase. But what were you guys' overall thoughts of of the match? And apparently, I'd say surprise victory. But you don't think so? No, I was definitely looking forward to her winning mm-hmm. again. It was either going to be Natty or her because again, their names. And I was waiting for Bailey to have a moment like this because ever since she came out from NXT, either she was helped by Sasha or her belt was taken away really fast. So she isn't really showcasing like her wrestling skills and who she is as big as she was in NXT. So for her to finally get this opportunity and to get money in the bank by herself, I thought it was really cool. And I definitely expected for her, either her or Natty to win, but I'm really happy with how it came out. Yeah. But again, I like the fact that there's a lot of different women in this match and it's not just the same one. So we got to see a little bit of everything mm-hmm. in this women's yeah, I'm a little biased because Bailey is my favorite wrestler on the women's <laughs> roster. Uh, up until this Monday when we had Nikki replace Nikki Cross replace Alexa Bliss, I thought Bailey was going to win. Um, it's definitely her time. She definitely her character mm-hmm. is somehow put in a box sometimes, being the hugger and lover and all that stuff. But I was at that Raw last June when she quote unquote turned on Sasha, and I saw she had that range to do it, and mm-hmm. and she's worked so hard to, to to increase her technical game, not just her speed and her and her strength. And I felt like it was the perfect time to put her on the map. Yeah. Especially now when we're, we're dealing with a new crop of women coming up. Now, speaking of new crop of women, we saw some new faces uh, in that kind of match. Someone like Dana Brooke. Yeah. Like, she's somebody who's been working her ass off. We hear the stories that, you know, I, at least on the internet saying, like, you know, she's been working her ass off every day, helping set up the ring. Like, how do you think she did? Or how do you think she's done in the last month or so now that she's getting a little bit more of a spotlight? I was definitely impressed with her. I 
personally, I was more impressed with her than with Lacey Evans. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like she definitely showcased her skills. She's a, a very strong woman, and she can definitely do a lot of things in the ring. So for her to be put out there and actually get that spotlight, it was perfect for her. I definitely believe she can grow. Absolutely tragic. Here's a, a competitor that's so good at what she did for so long, and it was almost kind of like this sentimental thing. I brought her back to the, the main storyline, being like, well, I've been here in the back, but I still got it. And that's one of, the, one of the worst things about this women's roster, because even though we have the women's revolution, there were so many great talents that didn't get a chance to do it. And so right. I love Dana Brooke. I like the fact she got to be showcased here tonight, but mm-hmm. it could have happened in 2016, 15, mm-hmm. <laughs> 17, you know. There's, there's, a, there's less than a handful of these women's Money in the Bank matches where does this one rank above uh, amongst the other ones? This one is definitely one of my favorites. Again, because there was a variety of wrestlers. Mm. So, yes, I wanted Bailey to win. Again, she is one of my favorite wrestlers, wrestlers as well. But you still don't know who's going to win because everyone's so different. So I would have actually been content with whoever won that match. But compared to the other ones, it didn't end with, like, oh, a woman being helped. So it was finally, like, they're getting the chance to kind of show what they got and nobody's helping them, no one's coming in. Well, aside from Sonya Deville, but still, it's That's still okay. a woman. Yeah. doesn't yeah. really count. Yeah. So they're still getting that platform, which is nice to see. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Bailey is a first ever Grand Slam champion, right? NXT, Raw, SmackDown, Women's Tag, and she she party mm-hmm. with the fans when she won, so mm-hmm. it has yeah. number one with a bullet. Now, I know you're a big comic book guy, Flobo. Mm-hmm. How did you feel when Naomi came out, I guess, as Bumblebee? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, that was pretty cool. And <laughs> the thing about, about Naomi is that her look always changes every week, mm-hmm. and she still yeah. has the glow, but to me, that was pretty cool. That's very, like, an unsung, like, Marvel hero, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, I, th- I thought it was cool. I saw her yeah. tweets, and because I had no idea what the reference was, but I saw her tweets, and yeah. I was like, oh, "That's actually pretty cool." Well, yeah. speaking of Naomi, I was actually surprised that she didn't. Sh- she wasn't really out there tonight. I feel like she could have done more, but the other really? stuff. Yeah, you didn't. You know, were impressed when she did the splits between the ladders. Yeah, but I felt like she could have done more. You know, she's very talented, and we've seen her well, do a lot of things on like the we, Rumble and stuff. We had Ember Moon with that wicked that was eclipse. Cool. Yeah. It was like that insane. Was amazing. Yeah. I don't know. That she was like a champ. Now Natalia yeah. did. I'm yeah. curious if she's going to be do more in the and now she's on SmackDown. I, I believe uh, officially, yeah. but wild card rule. Who knows? But she's a SmackDown <laughs> talent. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're going to transition into a little bit of the aftermath of what happened with the women's Money in the Bank. But yeah, we'll do it pretty quickly. Becky two belts became. Is it just going to be Becky belt or Becky one belt? <laughs> Becky belt. <laughs> I don't know. Becky belt. I don't know. I feel like you know you don't just say one when it's all that's like a career wrestler character. Yeah, I She's think that's crushed out already. Yeah. I mean, I, you just mentioned it right now that you were. I mean, I don't know if that means you weren't that impressed with Lacey Evans or you were just more impressed with Dana Brooke. But mm-hmm. what did you guys think of that match with with Lacey Evans? That kind of was the first of of her first uh, title match. <laughs> I have to disagree because I actually thought watching it live, I was like, "Wow, this this crowd is is not getting into it." Yeah. I really felt that Lacey was a first character that came out that had some sort of reaction, and so I was live tweeting the show, and I was like, "Wow, Lacey decided to show up. She came with her." I love it when a mid card person gets that moonshot to that, mm-hmm. that 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 title match. It usually happens at the Rumble or SummerSlam, and she came out with the new gear and the little money shooters thing. Is like mm-hmm. she thinks it's her best match ever, her biggest yeah. match of all time. So I was totally on board. She kept up with Becky. Um, obviously, the Charlotte match was a different class. It was a way different class. But that being the first really? women's match, I think yes. so. I think even though people are are are, are bored with Becky and Charlotte, their chemistry is undeniable. Mm-hmm. And I thought that Lacey brought it for her, but yeah. that other match was way better. See, I'm not bored with it I just thought the story that it was telling it was a story of this is Becky's second match like a lot of like mm-hmm. Charlotte dominating but you weren't a big fan are you not a big fan of her or were you not a big fan of the match were you not I a just, big fan of I think the match was a little slow for me okay so like he said I as an audience member I was huh. like alright this is kind of taking too long for me to get into mm-hmm. it and 
if I compare, obviously, Her Magic and Charlotte, I was definitely more into the Charlotte one mm-hmm. because, again, they know each other so well. So you still don't know what they're going to do because they know each other's moves. So you have a lot of surprises. But in are match. you, are you, do you think Lacey Evans still has a lot to learn? Because I thought yes. her match with Natty from like a few weeks ago, I thought that was great. It was a great mm-hmm. match. Like, did you, did you enjoy that match with Natty? Yeah, or I did. You, okay. I just feel like I don't know if it was. The platform, or because it was Money in the Bank, but I did feel like it was a little slow at the beginning, mm-hmm. but she did show impressive moves. I'm not going to take away her credit, yeah. but I did feel like it was a little bit slow, but again, she's just starting off. So, Becky Becky was Becky Two Belts, and yeah. they had a t-shirt, they've done the whole thing for Raw and SmackDown and everything. Did you think she was going to be with Two Belts a lot longer, or were you guys expecting her to lose at least one of them? Uh, you know, for money. Yeah, in the bank. it's funny because ha- had this pay per view been the backlash, I'm mm. like, oh yeah, she's definitely holding it into SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. the money in the bank thing is such an X factor that yeah. if nothing happened, it would be kind of like a oh, like a waste of a pay per view. Right. So um, I'm glad that something happened. I mean, having her drop both belts would have been a bit too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think the way that it now was perfect for everyone. Do you think she dropped the raw the right belt because now she's the raw women's yeah. champion? Yeah, you know, even though like, I, and obviously it's going to be a little confusing. Like she's technically was a SmackDown wrestler. Her, but right. now she went to yeah. Raw to challenge Ronda. But like, well, would you have liked to seen her for longer with both belts? No, personally, I like it because I was a little bit confused again with these two belts. Mm-hmm. It definitely gives again another female wrestler more of a platform. So Bailey, I feel like Bailey's meant to be in SmackDown and hold the women's championship in SmackDown because SmackDown is very different compared to Raw. Mm-hmm. And I feel like. Becky's character right now fits more into Raw than it does with SmackDown. Because mm-hmm. I feel like when she was in SmackDown, it's more of like the underdog. While she, now that she's in Raw, she's definitely built up like her name and everything. So I feel like she does fit in more in Raw than in SmackDown. So speaking of which, when you saw Bailey, you know, get that briefcase, mm-hmm. did you think she was going to have a long time maybe with the case? Or were you thinking like, oh, she's going to cash in tonight. Tonight's the night. She's going to cash in. She's going to cash in on Charlotte. I definitely did not expect it to be on Charlotte. Okay. Because WWE, well, Charlotte's very big right now. She became nine times. Nine times. Tonight. So I was surprised when she became eight. Well, not, I wasn't surprised. I mean, it's Charlotte. But again, for her, for her to become nine tonight and then for it to be taken away was kind of like, all right, you're accomplishing something, but at the same time, you're getting it taken away. So it didn't make sense. But at the same time, it was like interesting to see the fact that they made her take the championship away from. Charlotte, because Charlotte has a big name, Charlotte Flair. Sure. Uh, Bailey had a, I'm not Bailey, uh, Becky Lynch had an opportunity when she got both belts to really make herself a fighting champion on both shows. Mm-hmm. Um, what happened was you got weeks and weeks of promos. So your first question was, she, there was an opportunity for really to have that to some kind of impact, but it came into I'm the man back mm-hmm. and forth, which was great, but then without having those, those, those matches, then it didn't really matter. It became props for her. So her losing that belt could be a blessing in disguise. Now she has something to fight for to prove that she's on top again. Uh, I did not think Bailey was going to um, cash it in tonight. I thought mm-hmm. she's going to hold it and, and cut a promo next Tuesday and say how good it was. Um, and I thought she was going to cash it in on Becky. But then having Charlotte, you know, provoke her was a perfect story um, line moment for her to say, oh, wait, no, I'm going for the person who totally got in my face. And now Charlotte has a new challenger. And, and, and I like the fact that if you watch it back, it wasn't Bailey cashing on Charlotte because of Becky. Right. You know, I don't know if anybody noticed that, like, but it was Bailey cashing on Charlotte after she capitalized on Charlotte. It wasn't mm-hmm. Becky. You know, so I like the fact that Bailey. Pretty much went in on her own. Uh, 
And to you, to, that's what I'm saying. Like Bailey is finally being Bailey f- with independently. Yeah, yeah. Like it's not she's not with Sasha. She's because not with, even when she first started, anyone. like her first appearance on the main roster was mm-hmm. as a tag team partner with with, with, with Sasha. Sasha Banks. You mm-hmm. know, so it's kind of like everybody kind of had that affiliation. Great that she did her thing with Sasha. Yeah. But now she's finally got that opportunity to really shine on her own right. without you know. Sasha kind of le- lurking around there. And we yeah. knew that because she did it so big in NXT. Mm-hmm. So her transition to the main roster was a little disappointing because we know her ability and we know how much she connects with the crowd. So for her to kind of just be like, all right, we're just going to put you with Sasha. We're just going to put you with Sasha. It's like you're kind of taking away her talent. But now the fact that she's going in by herself and really showcasing who she is, mm-hmm. it definitely works out. I really like so it. So what do you, Flobo, think what's next for both Becky Lynch and for Bailey on SmackDown, obviously, maybe. Let's, let's assume Becky's on Raw and only on Raw. Sure. What's yeah. next for Becky on Raw? What's next for Bailey on SmackDown? Well, Bailey definitely has an, an open door. So you have uh, Ember Moon, who did, was the best showing in that Money in the Bank mm-hmm. match. You have Charlotte, who was upset. Um, and then you also have, like, the, the more women are on that Raw to begin with. Manny Rose is coming up. Sonya Deville is coming up. Uh, Becky has less personnel on that roster, but then she has more room to be her character. She has more room to, to go after Lacey Evans and make her pay. She has more room mm-hmm. to cut that promo every night. So right now I think it's the best decision, but if I was a WWE, you definitely got to fill the raw side with a new challenger quick. Because yeah. you can't have Becky being like, well, I lost one. It's cool. <laughs> I'm alright. Yeah, I wonder how she's going to comment on that. Because you definitely look disappointed, but I mean, she still has one. I have a confession to make. I'm a big Becky Lynch fan. <laughs> hate the fact that I, she calls herself the man. Really? Why? Why? Okay, so she's supposed to be a baby face, right? Mm-hmm. How would you feel if you see somebody in, just maybe like a guy at work or a girl at work, oh, I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm the man. You're going to not like that person because they come across as so like like a heel. Cocky kind yeah, of? Yeah, you know, it's yeah. like I feel like with, with somebody like Becky Lynch, let everyone else call you the man. Mm-hmm. That to me is more impressive. Like, oh, man. Dude, that guy right there, that's the man, man. Mm. Oh, that girl right there, like, oh, she's the man. Like, yeah. you know, let mm. everyone else call you that. But don't call yourself that, because that comes across kind of heelish, to be honest with you. Okay, well, for sure. I think, wasn't she a heel, though, when she first started calling yeah. herself No, that? she wasn't. No, like, she, yeah, she, she, she was a heel for, like, a week. Yeah, and then, that's like, what right, I'm yeah, yeah, she it beat Charlotte Flair, and yeah. she calls herself the man. But that facebreaker night made her a face. The facebreaker night, when, when a night hit her in the made face. Made her, like, untouchable. Yeah. yeah, made her untouchable. But then you're right. She did her promos after she won both belts were, I am the man. Lift yeah. up belt, turn and pose. And I think that was what really killed that buzz. Because yeah. going into Mania, we're all about it. We're like, oh, my gosh, she's amazing. And then right. after it, it was like, yeah, we got what we wanted. Cool. <laughs> That's just weird how it works that way. But yeah. speaking of another, in my opinion, a show stealer, uh, the Universal Championship match, uh, AJ Styles versus mm-hmm. Seth Rollins. The first thing I want to know is, can anybody watch that match from 15 years ago? I'm sure it's on YouTube somewhere, but anybody like, oh, I want to see that match now that it's out there. Uh, the original, the original. Yeah, the one, the I haven't seen match. it yet, but I they, have, seen it they have referenced it. Yeah. Oh, I'm curious. Man. I know they show clips of it on Raw, but knowing what you know about each one of them, I mean, maybe it's unfair to set expectations, but were your expectations high for this match, Leslie? Yeah, definitely, because I feel like their style of wrestling, they're very powerful individually. Uh-huh. So these are one of the matches that you're always like looking forward to. Like, oh, like these are two cool wrestlers that a lot of people, they have a lot of fans. Hey, everybody, before we move on to our next topic, I do want to let you know about Anchor, because Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It gives you everything you need in one place for free, just like this show, which you can use right from your phone or computer. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great, just like this one. And they'll even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere podcasts are heard, like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so many more. You can easily make money from your podcast, too, with no minimum listenership. Get started today by downloading the Anchor app, or you can go to anchor.fm. 
All right, guys, let's get back to the show. So it definitely was a match that I had high expectations, and they did fulfill them. It was very interesting to see, and I liked it. It's a good match, but it was an odd environment, man. That, that yeah. the pay per view leading up to that match had so much goodwill squandered that even though the the match was great out of the gate, the crowd was not into it. You don't they, think they, so? At first, they were not. Okay, They've yeah. been through a lot of stuff yeah, yeah. with Elias. I think, I think it, it kind of and, and it totally it. built up, yeah. but it was it's a shame because uh, that match was so great, and the cruiserweight match too. The cruiserweight match as itself was great, yeah. but it just got surrounded by such filler. It was like, so, okay, <laughs> you know. And uh, AJ and, and Seth are great. Uh, maybe it was too rushed to have a clean victor tonight. I thought it would have been a DQ, um, but hopefully they get in the ring again soon. So, uh, so just to kind of reiterate, like, were you a little disappointed at that match, maybe? Or no, I was disappointed with I was disappointed with the pay per view around it because they. Like the build, to, I think I think the build up sucked. To be the build up with you. sucked, yeah. but I'm yeah. saying the first couple minutes of that match, no matter how good it was, they yeah. had to win the crowd back because they were yeah. distracted because that the what they went through before that same pay per view. So that's why we don't think it. I think ultimately it'd be forgettable, but for the wrong reasons. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It was a good technical match, but you think so too? I wanted, I don't know, I feel like I wanted a little bit more still. I was left with, like, okay, even when he came back, it was kind of like both of them were confused and the crowd was still like, all right, how do we react to this? So I still wanted a little bit more, a little bit more, like, ah, moments where I feel like we didn't get enough of that. I think I'm in the minority then. I'm kind of curious about the chat <laughs> things. I love this match. I thought this match was amazing. I swear to God, like, I was sitting down. When he hit that AJ style or the Styles Clash from the curb stomp, mm-hmm. I literally got out of my seat. I was like, "That that this is amazing!" Like mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I, I think this match was amazing. The reverse Superplex is cool too. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's pretty sick. Like, like, yeah. that we've never really seen before. It's a, yeah, it's a great match. It just I, was in a bad arena. In a bad arena. I mean, I, I, I think it's funny because like I've heard some podcasts uh, building up to the, like you know some preview podcasts. Yeah, mm-hmm. they all said like. Connecticut isn't really the best place for like wrestling fans, mm-hmm. which is weird because like the home of WWE. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah, but it's in your promotion. <laughs> but it's just weird. Like yeah. I, I, I kind of expected that. I think that what's another New Haven, Connecticut. Yeah. Everybody says like mm-hmm. they're never going to go to Raw or SmackDown because it just the crowd just sucks. This yeah. Reminds me of the Cajun Dome. Uh, oh, I yeah, want to yeah. say it was like what, a couple months ago. Yeah, where it was just dead. Lafayette. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was one of like the worst, worst ones. crowd ever. Yeah. Or do you think it could have been the order? I'm not sure about Money in the Bank, but I realize a couple of pay-per-views with Elimination Chamber and WrestleMania, the order totally betrayed those events, too. So it's mm-hmm. definitely possible if you sit down and think about it. Because, I mean, matches that we didn't think were going to happen, like uh, the Elias match, we'll get to soon. Mm-hmm. And then even the, the, the cage match happening third, which is kind of wonky, yeah. too. See, it's funny because I, I think this match is great. I think the crowd is great. If anything, I think the crowd wasn't fair to Kofi Kingston and Kevin Owens. Because I thought that was a great match. Yeah. But no, no. I feel like I saw the crowd get into it. So is that maybe the acoustics of it? Or like maybe the ring? Or I'm sorry, the, the building set up differently? Or I don't know. I feel like I did see cr- like people in the crowd like get into like Kofi and Kevin Owens. Great match, but like... I don't know that that word didn't sound that good. Right, it didn't sound that good either. Maybe you're, to your point about it being Connecticut or what have you, but <laughs> I I just felt like throughout the night, one of the biggest through lines was something that happened that was great from a technical standpoint. If the say if you're watching on mute, you'd mm-hmm. be like, oh wow, but then yeah. the, the crowd was like, yeah. yeah. But then sometimes it will get hot, like when when Lacey came out or when when Bailey won mm-hmm. or, or it, when they had a winner for the, each of the Money in the Bank matches. You're like, okay, so it's not the sound guy. What's going on? And I think the the crowd had so much of an effect on that on this Money in the Bank pay per view mm-hmm. that I was sitting on the couch going, I'm not sure if this is good in hour two or hour three. Like, yeah. I'm not sure if this is great. It, it's cool. It's serviceable, but who knows? What did you think of this match? 
But Kevin Owens and Kofi Kingston, yeah. it was good. I definitely, I love the fact that Kevin Owens is so good with his character, mm-hmm. and then Kofi Kingston as well. So you definitely see this, like, heel versus babyface, like, rivalry, which I love. So they definitely showcased it. I liked it. Again, Kofi Kingston by himself, he doesn't need the New Day. Yeah. It was good. Now, uh, I, I own, like, maybe five or six pairs of New Day socks. Do you? <laughs> little disappointed that Kofi didn't, didn't have any for his match, but oh, yeah. what's next for Kofi Kingston? That's a good question. Yeah, well, definitely, uh, Kale gets his rematch for sure. But why? Yeah. He lost clean. Yeah, he did, he did lose clean. But if you look at the top of the SmackDown roster in the main event, the only person I thought it would even be moved up to challenge him is Elias. But he got destroyed in nine seconds tonight. <laughs> so I wouldn't give him the title shot. Oh, yeah. You know, like, who has left? Really I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be a heel either. I mean, at some point, you know, we all know that Roman's going to get that title shot. Yeah. I don't know about with the belt maybe sometime soon, but he's going to get the title shot. When is that going to happen? Is that like a SummerSlam match maybe? Probably. I would hold the SummerSlam mm-hmm. for sure. I mean, are they going to implement this wild card rule that they keep doing or whatever? Like nobody from Raw maybe? Or maybe he has an open challenge. Yeah. It's it's hard to say because we don't know what the stakes are with stomping grounds at the mm-hmm. brand new pay per view and and if the Saudi Arabia show is going to have a defense or is it going to have a title defense? I'm sure it? they will. Okay, I mean I know rumors have been like Rollins Swirly. and Lesnar maybe and we they announced Goldberg and Taker but yeah. I haven't heard anything about Kofi maybe maybe yeah. Kevin Owens again but I feel like with those pay per views at Saudi Arabia that's kind of like they don't really put that much effort into mm-hmm. like the build up. Sure. I think Crown Jewel was like an embarrassment as a pay per view. Yeah, yeah. And that had nothing to do with the controversy. I just thought the pay per view. Yeah, it was one of the worst ones. That yeah. takes a lot for me to say because I'm a, you know, WWE diehard. Um, <laughs> Those but, Friday afternoon pay per views, man. I don't know. Yeah, but like, but speaking of which, like Roman Reigns and Elias, like, that was a little short. Very. But, 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 but Elias, he's more show. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. he can go in the ring, but like, that's not what we know Elias for. Right. So, like, were you, did you want, like, a longer match? Or was this pretty much everything that you thought was right, you know, should have happened? Well, I definitely expected, you know, his whole show. But yeah. I did expect for a longer match. So, yes, I wanted to see a longer match, especially with Roman Reigns and him. I wanted to see a little bit more of, like, wrestling instead of just talking. Which he Elias is good at, but at the same time, he's a good wrestler as well. Sure. So, I like to see both. I like to see a balance. And we definitely did not get that tonight. It was kind of like, came in and then Roman Reigns left. Yeah, what we saw today would have been perfect for a Raw main event. You are talking about the brand not pushing new stars. Elias has been on that roster for, what, two years? Mm -hmm. Three years? Mm -hmm. And we've seen him do concerts all the time. And so he goes on a a pay-per-view, and he does a little heel thing, and he has a little concert, and the actual match lasts nine seconds. Mm -hmm. Now, let's say you've never seen Elias Sampson before in your life, and you turn that on today. Would you want to see him again? That's the problem. Even if he, he lost the match, you wouldn't be like, who's this guy? I want to know more about him, you know? Mm-hmm. But you have this guy coming in here and doing his shtick, and then he gets destroyed by Roman Reigns. And it's like, well, okay, it's a filler match. Like our Lucha House Big Party. Time. These guys are talented, but what did he get today? A couple slams from Lars Sullivan? Like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> I thought it was weird just because, like, we already saw, like, another short match. Like yeah. Samoa Joe and Mysterio. Although, by all reports, it says that that match was cut short, like, on the spot. Mm-hmm. Because of the the, the, the bloody nose. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was a little weird as far as like, wait, another short match? Like, yeah. mm-hmm. I don't know. I just thought I was like, especially like Roman was able to easily beat Elias after getting hit by a guitar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What? You would think that would cause Roman to lose. And if Roman had lost tonight, then you have a storyline reason to keep it going to have and, the feud started. And it's funny too because like, again, we all know what Roman went through. But it's like, does that mean he's always going to win? You know, he's got to lose sometime, right? Like, at some point. Like, has he even lost since he's been back? No. No. 
Like awesome. obviously all the Shield matches he won, right. and he won at Mania. He won that rematch, or I think that rematch at Raw with McIntyre kind of ended yeah. Schmaz, right. But we're getting way into like character, right? But if he had come back and lost at WrestleMania or lost some matches, I think we would have that organic swell behind him. We still believe in you, Joe. You can do this. Mm-hmm. But you're going way back to to the before he was injured and having mm-hmm. him come in and and he beat McIntyre clean and, and he beat Elias in nine seconds, and now he's on this roster on, on SmackDown, this island with nowhere to go. But the WWE Championship, mm-hmm. and now, like to your point, he's going to have that title match against Kofi if he saw as a belt, and it's going to be like riddled with no goodwill. It's like, oh, okay, Roman wins, okay, but if Kofi retains, all right, and that's not a story you want to tell. True. So, who is Roman going to lose if he's going to lose to anybody? Like, what's next for Roman Reigns? What's next for Roman Reigns or Kofi? Roman. Yeah, I mean, I would keep Roman in the mid card for now, um, only because that he has a lot more options with those heels in there. If you want to like resurrect Nakamura's career, if you want to put him with Andrade, if you want to yeah. do all those things, you still can. Um, but to have him in that main event right now will just totally be a waste because now you're going through stomping grounds, the the Saudi pay per view, and SummerSlam. So you have enough time to build someone else that you care about. And by the way, where is EC3? Is he still in the roster? <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, yeah. That's crazy. I mean, speaking of the, the short match, I mean, Rey Mysterio, Samoa Joe. See, I thought this match was booked short because we saw Mania was a short match. Now this match was short. Now they're going to build up for hopefully a long match. But we didn't see that. And again, a lot of people saying that it's because Joe got – did you guys see how yeah. he got mm-hmm. the, the bloody nose? I just saw it was like out of nowhere. And then I was like, all right, it's over. But it was really random. <laughs> Yeah, I felt. I thought it was a storyline thing uh, yeah, with, the re- with the referees because yeah. all night they were doing yeah. these weird calls, you know. Yeah. But yeah, it was a rough nose job. I mean, I mean, at some. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess like entire. If anybody looks at black at it, it was like I guess he did a seated senton and like his nose kind of like brushed up against Joe, Joe's nose or his butt created up against Joe's nose. It's just crazy. Like then it was like another minute match. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. It was random. I mean, another match that we kind of saw. Now, I, I, I keep getting confused with Raw and SmackDown. This was a Raw match. Shane McMahon versus The Miz, even though we've seen The Miz on SmackDown like almost every single week. Yeah. And a steel cage match. I'm sure a lot of people thought this was where The Miz goes over, but not. But another big thing about this match was, like, I guess rope breaks, like, are not legal or disqualification. Oh, yeah. right. But I think that's weird because, like, I think you should stop counting if your foot's on the ropes. Like... I don't know. I just think that was weird. Like the whole like they made such a big deal about well, it. I think only because they always say the only way to win is by pinfall, submission, or escaping yeah. the cage. It's a DQ thing otherwise. But if you can bang someone against the head and it's fine, and the touching the rope breaks the count, the rules are kind of weird. I think. See, I always thought that like you know a match still has to end in the ring. If there's a rope break, there's a rope break. But like you, like for example, like you can have somebody in a submission, they grab the ropes. And they can tap out, but it won't count because they're on the ropes. But you're not obligated to to break the hold. You know what I mean? I, I get it, but I still think... I just thought that was weird. I think it's because it's in a steel cage. So that's why people, when it's in a steel cage match, they expect for no disqualification, everything goes. Especially with yeah. the whole chair and everything. So that's why everyone was like, you're going to stop to count for this, but you're going to let them beat each other up with a chair. So it yeah. didn't make sense. So what did you guys think of the actual match? It, it was... Good. I just it was interesting to me to see the fact that kind of they switch roles. I feel like Miz is always known for like running away. Yeah. So for him to be like the one attacking the most and Shane wanting to get out faster, it was cool. I like I like to see the Miz now doing more like high risk matches, especially the WrestleMania one was really uh-huh. good. I expected more from this one, but again, I liked it. Yeah. The the main match was a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um and if you're gonna have Shane beat Miz 
for whatever reason. <laughs> I'd rather him do it clean instead of a, of a shirt job. Like yeah, to, that, that was right out of 1999. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know, and I sound very sour on it, but the match itself was okay. It was mm-hmm. solid. It just, why would you have him win that way? I would either have Shane skate at the, at the door or have him actually win-win, do something like on that, that serious side because Shane is not a competitor. Do you right? like The Miz as a babyface? I like the idea of the Miz. He only worked with Shane. So uh, it's like it's hard yeah. for me to actually be like, yeah, of course. But I think he's due a face turn. He's been a heel for like, what, 10 years? Yeah. You know? So. I, I think he, he can do it. We I know because like, we see him. I know you, co- you cover Miz and Mrs. Yeah. But like he has a lot of personality. He's a yeah. very likable person. Like I don't know why. And were you, at, were you guys at the SmackDown after Survivor Series? No, I was on the Table Center. I wasn't in town that week. No. no? Well, uh, the dark match after the show was Daniel Bryan versus The Miz. And this is Daniel Bryan, brand new babyface. Miz got the biggest babyface pop of the whole night. Yeah. And it was just crazy. And I was like, man, this guy really has something as a babyface. Like, do you see him maybe being a long-term babyface? Or is this just something that he's going to do with the, with Shane and just they're just going to forget about it? And about it I months? hope so, because I want to see a change of character. Mm-hmm. So, you know, The Miz sells himself as a heel really well. But I think he can definitely do it as a babyface as well. So I definitely would like to see a different wrestler come in and then him pursuing that still. Agreed. Three weeks ago, he had Miz TV with Lashley. And I thought mm-hmm. that was going to be the opening of his first like pure babyface feud before Shane got involved again. I was like, oh, come on. Mm-hmm. Why even do that? So I want to see him you know, go out there and show if he can do it. Yeah. Uh, one match that we kind of got some love that we're not really used to seeing them love is the Cruiserweight Championship match because obviously yeah. 205 Live is never featured on Raw, not even SmackDown. Even with this wild card rover, we'll never see, we'll never <laughs> see a Cruiserweight. I mean, even, even like Buddy Murphy and Cedric Alexander who both got bumped to the main roster like – we don't even see them anymore at all, you know. But it's cool to see Cruiserweight Champion Tony Nese against Arya Davari. Even though we're not really, you know, a lot of us may not watch 205 Live every week. Still cool to see these guys love. I know you mentioned this was a great match that yeah. was just kind of hindered by mm-hmm. the crowd. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the match before that was a Miz and Shane match. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's an example. And, yeah, it's, it's funny how this is the, the title match that got to be on the main roster. Not against Denise, not against Avari. Just kind of like, well, Cedric and Buddy Murphy were a little bit more exciting in that mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Um, and I, it's, it's a shame because when they were going at it with, with their moves and their holes and the crowd was kind of like, all right, we just saw Miz five minutes ago. It's pretty cool. Uh, if I wasn't working back and I was like nervous backstage, I'd be like, all right, cut it. No more cruiserweights on these pay per views, you know? But it, more exposure could only help them later on. I remember about a year ago, or year, two years ago now, when Enzo was a cruiserweight champion. Mm-hmm. That's the last time a storyline bled into Raw, mm-hmm. or bled into SmackDown. Maybe he'd be main eventing with the segments. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And they can do that again. So maybe this is the, the start of that. They definitely have talent. And it's just sad the fact that, like you said, they're showcasing it now because we've seen these cruiserweight matches be like in the pre-show. It's always in the pre-show. It's always in the pre-show. So for it to be like kind of in the middle of a pay-per-view, it was cool to see the fact that they're getting this exposure because all these guys have a lot of talent. People just don't care for it because they're not being exposed, neither on Raw or SmackDown, where Raw can definitely fit that in. It's crazy because, you know, you hear about, I mean, it's a three-hour show. It's like, yeah. and you keep showing the same segment over and over. This is what happened on the first hour. And yeah. This is what happened in the first hour. You know, this can't believe what happened. It's like, you know, you could probably do like yeah. a cruiserweight match or at least like a promo or like a backstage segment, you know? Yeah. We, don't, we don't even see uh, Drake Maverick anymore. Mm-hmm. Nope. Like, AOP is a thing, remember? Yeah, yeah. I think so. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, speaking of the cruiserweight, we saw Lucha House Party. I mean, the... <laughs> I would have liked to have known who they were scheduled to face. That's all I want to know. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> yeah. I got a little excited. I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be a six, six-man six match. I was like, but Lars better not come out. Um, now, we had a lot of controversy with Lars kind of, you know, a couple weeks ago. 
Is that kind of like blown over, or do you think it's a little too soon for him to be out and about? Like, you know, like. Yeah, whether you like Lars or not, the WWE is in a weird position because yeah. his controversial comments happened in 2008. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure if he was signed then, but he's been on the, the roster for years. And so you have this talent. You spent years developing him. Um, there was no controversy to bring him up. Uh, you promote him for weeks, and he, yeah. and he had personal issues, so he couldn't, didn't debut. It's and, fine. Speaking of which, I heard that personal issue had a lot to do with these comments. Uh, you know what? That would make perfect sense. Yeah. So now you have this 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 investment, right? You mm-hmm. cut it loose and cut your losses. Do you try to put them up for a bit and have them get demolished and then send them down like we did with Muhammad Hassan, that mm-hmm. character, or what? But having him feud with R-Truth and then the Lucha House Party is not a good look for someone who's... All right, whatever. <laughs> I won't go further. But you know what I'm saying, man? That was yeah. just a weird thing to watch. Lars Sullivan with his beard come out and do his little Yurinagi or whatever. Or side slam or whatever. I mean, are you a fan of Lars Sullivan when he comes mm, out? Or? No, I feel like in a way they're kind of trying to do like a Braun Strowman type of thing, where it's like, oh, he comes out, and he's going to beat everyone no, up, they, and that's kind of the character that they want to build. But they it's do this not every working. every like three four years. They did it yeah. with Rusev. They did it yeah. with you know pretty much anybody that size. Like it's it's the same thing over. And over. They did it, it with gets, Umaga. You know, mm-hmm. it gets boring. Yeah. Think so? It doesn't work with everyone. It, no. it does get boring. And I know in NXT, they tried towards the end of his NXT run, making him like a Nick Bockwinkle, like the using the big words in his promo. Like, I'm going to go, I'm going to defenestrate you in the ring tonight and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, so there's no character development. You're right. And it reminds me like Rusev, because Braun actually has the size. He's tall and he's wide. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's, our guy's size is pretty fast. Uh, this was more like a Rusev, but even the Rusev had the accolade. Like, he actually had like the leg yeah. strength. So. I don't know. I can't tell what the upside is with Lars Sullivan unless they have some other plan that I don't see. But what I saw today was just why. If I was Lucha House Party member, why would I go to the house party? I'll quit. I'll go home. <laughs> so not not a fan of Lars, regardless of whatever issues he has, right? Like, uh, yeah, I wasn't a fan of that. Th- yeah. To me, I was pretty late to that. Um, yeah. Just watching his NXT run um, and people being afraid of him and doing the extra yeah. drawn out thing was not not really hidden for I me. I feel like he's missing something. He doesn't. You think he's like a manager then? Maybe. I don't know if it's a manager. Maybe. Because honestly, like I, I, I see so many. I, the biggest similarity I see with him is Umaga. Mm-hmm. He'd come out there, he'd destroy everybody, but Umaga had that mouthpiece. Yeah, but Umaga yeah. was fast though. Like he would like run the ropes. Like Lars yeah. doesn't do that. Umaga was. But even but Umaga yeah, was sick. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, he was. Yeah. Uh, and he had Estrada, which was charismatic for that time yeah, period. Yeah. You can't do it now, but yeah, I guess you're right. Having a mouthpiece would help. If you were, let's say if it was like your promotion, you had to use him, mm-hmm. I'll put him with somebody. Yeah. Drake Maverick, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, he's not doing anything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, then we have like the, what happened on the pre-show. You had Daniel Bryan and Rowan, the yeah. SmackDown tag team champions, mm-hmm. going up against the Raw tag team Usos. Mm-hmm. Right. I know we kind of saw them in a, no, no, this is going to be, so they were, it wasn't even a tournament. It was just a match for the vacant SmackDown tag team championships. Correct. When it was the Raw team, Usos, it's like, so now you can have Raw, Raw, <laughs> Raw team going after the SmackDown team, uh, Tag Team Championships, but there wasn't any other SmackDown tag team going after the vacant, yeah. like there was no heavy machinery or right. whatever other team is on SmackDown, which I can't even remember who because that's pretty much wild it. Wild card. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because James was going to give them the belts and then Usos came out, hey, right, Us, let's fight for it. And then they lost, so. I mean, and that's where things get complicated. It is get complicated. It's gets, like, you don't know who to go for, or what's happening, or it's confusing. Did you at least like the match? Yeah, for sure. Those was always deliver. Yeah. I mean, I, I would let, let me let me guys know what your what your thoughts on the tag team division is because I it, it frustrates me so much because I'm probably one of the biggest tag team wrestling like fans. Like mm-hmm. I can watch 
any federation from right. the 80s, 90s, Rock and Roll Express, Bolsheviks, mm-hmm. you know, who, you know, anybody. <laughs> Orient Express against the Rockers, Rumble 91, you know? So when I see, like, it's Daniel Bryan and Rowan, yeah. and who else is there on SmackDown? On SmackDown? Heavy Machinery. Heavy Machinery. Who else? And a lot of people are just thrown together. And that's, that's the, that's the that's reason. The Where's the club? Yeah. Are they on Raw or SmackDown? They're moving to Raw. So officially. Raw. But they get wild card, right? But they're officially on Raw. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Where, like, where, where's I know AOP's hurt. I know he, I think he should be back soon. Yeah, I'm sure they'll be put on SmackDown or whatever. But like, mm-hmm. are, are Lucha House Party? Are they a team? They are a team that have their where? Own free bird. They're 205 live, but they yeah. also compete on Raw. Sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. But they they usually come out and they get demolished by somebody, and that's kind of like, or they they somehow beat someone in a weird like cheating way, even though their faces. It's kind of a weird. I mean, at least give me the Bollywood boys, you know. I heard yeah. they, they came back, yeah, yeah. last yeah. week on two hundred five. That should be. I mean, I, I think build the put it back. I mean, is Jinder back? I know the Jinder's never left. Smackdown? He's, no, Jinder moved. Yeah, but the Bollywood boys actually wrestled last week or the week before two hundred five. So they're they're back. Yeah. So you want authentic tag teams? You don't want just people being put together. Okay, yeah, so okay, okay, so here's the thing because I think we got a little bit more time. I I don't mind the random. Tag team put together because sometimes we'll see the best tag team, Miz and Morrison. Like they were just two guys randomly put together. They were amazing together. Like yeah. the dirt sheet was like hilarious. Yeah. So I don't mind that. And even like Brian and Rowan, they kind of have like they have something in common. Well, I feel like Brian and Rowan is kind of a version of Team Helmo. And it worked. Yeah, but I don't think it's working this time. No, it's working. No, it just, not they're like a week old. Yeah, but. They're I, serviceable. I think they're fine. I think because their their personalities are similar. But, but at least they brought something like you know Ro, they brought Rowan back before Mania, True. and they were like you know so at least they kind of have some kind of commonality. Mm-hmm. They, they they're not just some new team put together. I mm-hmm. think it's just the whole Daniel Bryan thing. I think everyone's still confused. <laughs> people try to do the yes, and he's like not doing it. So it's like people are still like, do we cheer? Do we not? So then it's like now he's. Tag team champion? Mm-hmm. Do we still cheer? Do we not? So and then you have, character. like, on Raw, you have Ryder and Hawkins, where it's like... Ryder and Hawkins yeah, Don't forget that they're champion. Don't even yeah. get me started about the revival. And, and the Viking, experience, oh, yeah. uh, Viking Raiders are there, and... Yeah. Well, the thing about tag team is... If, well, I like about the Usos, and that's probably why they brought them up there, because they're the, the only solid team that look the yeah. same, same build kind of thing. And even those, like... Tag teams that have a similar backstory, like Rico Ricochet and Alistair Black, they're both the NXT call up, so there's that commonality. But yeah, Hawkins and Ryder are what? They're they're from Edgeheads. Like to me, they, there's so many years had passed between those eras, it made no sense. Listen, I, I when I when I saw they were teaming and they were like back together and, and won the champ, I was like ecstatic. Yeah. But wear the same tights. Yes, yeah. at least wear yeah. the same color. I will give you bonus you know points what I mean? for that. Like, yeah. like, oh my god, like at least when they were the edgeheads, like you know, they they looked like Edge, but yeah. now it's like, like you're not even wearing like the same colors, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Absolutely. Come on, but that does make a talk team. And then, right. but, but you would think like, especially with them being such close friends with each other, like really, yeah, you're gonna wear like this nasty jet green, <laughs> and you're gonna wear like I don't know what what, what Ryder well, was wearing. That, it's like that's why it's a New York thing, jet green, and then orange and blue is the city of New York. So the Knicks, the Mets, wear the wear the same. But color. I agree with you. I'm a purist in that way. Like, come on, man. Because <laughs> even when when uh, Rude tagged with Gable, Gable changed his tights and the yeah. short tights and the studs and all that. I, and hated I was like, that team. I hated Gable. Yeah. So I hate Gable, but they did change their uniform or their See, gear to be similar. And that's the thing too. Rude is very strong by himself, but they ruined his character. I agree. 
Uh, overall thoughts on the pay-per-view Flobo? Yeah, it's, it's a solid pay-per-view as far as there were a lot of good moments to talk about, but it, I cannot recommend you sitting down and watching it from start to finish without skipping a couple things. So I, if I had to do a rating, I'll probably say a good 6.5 to 7 out of 10. Out of, oh, out of 10? Mm-hmm. I'll say out of 100. Out of 100? Well, <laughs> overall thoughts, Leslie? I agree. I felt like it was a little bit slow in some moments. I wanted, again, the matches could have been better. The Whoever was, like, the card was good, but it just didn't happen how I wanted it to be. I wasn't as excited. I was, like, bored at one point. I was just like, can we just move forward? I agree. I would have definitely skipped over some parts. Favorite, it was okay. Favorite moment of the, of the night? My girl Love Bailey. It. Same. Hands <laughs> up. Bailey winning that title. Yeah. Grand Slam champion in the, in the crowd. Come on. It, it worked. You saw that's when the crowd got all hyped. I got hyped. I was like, all right. It felt like Kofi Mania. What did you do? Yeah. When you were at home watching TV. You are like, oh, my God. No, well, I actually almost, I screamed when she won Money in the Bank. Because okay. I was like, finally, she's getting her opportunity. This is what I wanted. She's by herself. She's showcasing who she is. And because, again, I was a huge fan of her since NXT. Who's a bigger fan of Bailey? You? Oh, no. Oh, no. Right no don't do Right Don't do this. <laughs> or Izzy. Have you cried? Uh, no, I teared up today. I've cried. But you were Izzy. Mm, like, I feel. Like, I, I, so. I, I feel like we can. I feel the energy. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I'm definitely getting very emotional over Bailey. Okay. Yeah. I would say I fist bump when fan. she won the Money in the Bank and when she pinned Charlotte. I actually like did the count two on the ground. Um, <laughs> you, didn't cry, you didn't cry when she beat Sasha in NXT Takeover. Brooklyn? Yes, that was the best. No, I was the most elated I felt for Bailey was when she turned on Sasha in San Diego. I was at that pay per view. Uh, which I was like, finally, she's she's unleashed. She's she's great. She's she's been training. But they never even did anything with it. I know. And that match with Ronda, she had in our tune-up match. She was yeah. so much better than Ruby Riot in, the, in that fall, and nothing happened there. So this was like the best gratification possible. For me, it was definitely NXT, her NXT moments. Takeover with Sasha, one of the best matches ever. Takeover so Brooklyn, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they had two matches. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. They did have two matches. Uh, where can people find you on the social media, Flobo? Yeah, man, I'm on Twitter at Flobo Voice, on Instagram at Flobito and Flobito.com. Every Monday night, right here on Afterbus TV, the Monday Night Raw After Show. This guy is part of it. Leslie. <laughs> you guys can find me at underscore Leslie Cohn, and I am here every Wednesday talking about Ms. and Mrs., so make sure you tune in. And I am George Hermosa, G H E R M O Z A, Twitter, Instagram. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, you guys. Thank you, Flobo, Thank you. Leslie. We will definitely do this again. Yeah. Uh, if you want to keep the chat going, we got a comment down below. YouTube, obviously, lots to talk about. If you guys agree, if you guys disagree, let us know. We're, we're going to be checking the chat. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next time here on AfterBuzz TV. Becky Belt. Peace. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.